Hello, race fans, and welcome to the Wednesdays with Wayne podcast. Your host is champion driver Wayne Johnson, who will be telling the stories and talking to the people that make the sport of sprint car racing great. Five, Hey guys, Wayne Johnson, Wednesdays with Wayne, episode 40. Kind of recording this a little early this week, and the boys are cutting out, headed to Charlotte tomorrow, and Sarah's going to meet us, catch back up with us on Wednesday. we got a few things to do in Charlotte. going to go see a couple shops and go to BRMS, and we're kind of doing some stuff over there with some fuel lines and that, this, that, and the other. Anyway, I've uh, got a great guest this week. Everybody requested guests, and this is one of them that we got more than one request for uh, wanting to have on, so... We got, but yeah, we're gonna have Craig Kinzer on today. I've uh, known Craig a long time and uh, really enjoyed chatting with him. So let's go to that right now. Okay, guys, we got Craig Kinzer on the line. Craig, we got you. Yep, you got me. I've had I don't know probably 15 people want me to have you on the show. And last week, uh, you know, when the Outlaws put out that questionnaire thing that uh, you know we all did for each and every driver or whatever, Sarah asked me. She said, "What did Craig mean when you helped him out one time?" No, <laughs> uh, more than once, but <laughs> I, well, my own, I one time always jumps to my to my deal when I was younger. And, uh, I don't know, in a bar and needed some backup for sure one time. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I thought. I wish you I could tell the I whole story, but I don't remember that much of it. <laughs> that's what I thought you were talking about, but I wasn't 100 percent sure when you mentioned that. I. Uh, yeah. All I remember was during the trade show, and uh, I think we might have been at, oh, Howl at the Moon or Have a Nice Day Cafe or something. I don't remember. But uh, you come up to me and said, hey, you got my back. There's some trouble going on over here. I said, yeah, I got you. I, I, from what I remember, I think we got thrown out, though, didn't we? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was a <laughs> – there, there for a couple of years, there was a ritual getting thrown out up there. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey, uh, I just I had to bring that up because I wasn't sure, but that's what I was thinking that you were talking about, and Sarah was asking me, and and uh, so I had to bring that up first. But you know, we've known each other a long time. We ran the Gum Out series together, and and uh, all that, and been my first year out there with you guys this year has been a it's like been like pulling teeth for me. I haven't been very good at all. You know, it's been good to be out there with you guys, and like always, you and Mikey always treat me uh, just like uh, one of the guys or whatever. And, I want to say I, I want to thank you guys for the little bit of help that you have gave me because it's been really tough on me. But uh, but that being said, I don't know the exact number. But how many years have you been out there? Oh, I don't even know. I try and I try and forget some nights. Uh, yeah, it's been a lot. I know that it's uh, you know I'm in double digits and over ten with them, and um, you know I'm hopefully going to keep going a little bit. Uh, it's been a little tough uh, tough home. I wish I could give you some more valuable not help this year, but uh, you know we've been struggling ourselves and have our uh, had our own issues we need to work working through. So uh um, you know, it's always uh it's always a grind, uh that's for sure. And then uh with, with the way everything was going on this year, you know, added another twist to it. So I uh, just never really got in a groove this year. Well it's been a little bit of a crazy year and I you know, my hat's off to you and Mikey because ninety nine percent of the time it's just you and him going up and down the road and man, I, you know, being this is my first year, we're only going to get, what, 53 or 54 or something like that races in. And, you know, in the normal year, you add another 30 to that. And, you know, the grind's a 
is pretty tough, and and it's been pretty easy this year. So I, I don't know how you guys do it, just you and him, but uh, you do do it pretty well. Yeah, I mean the grinds, the grinds, the grind. It doesn't, um, you know, it's to be honest with you, it's just as tough this year, and we only ran 50 races. Not so much the 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 racing more often, but you know, like I said, when you're struggling and you're you're in the middle of the season, it's uh, it, it's tough on you anyways. You know, um, regardless, it's a little bit easier to run those extra. You know, thirty some races you're rolling good. It's just you know, it's just part of it. Some days you're rolling good, some days you're not. And yeah, uh, trying to trying to always learn to get better. Well, I'm definitely looking forward to my sophomore season because they always say that it seems to be a little bit better. Man, we have really struggled myself this year, but uh, you know, I know we're not going to go out and ever set the world on fire there and 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 win every night. I know that at this level, this just do- it doesn't happen. But you know, there's times that I feel like that we're really on the moving forward and really feel like we're learning a lot and going to get there. And then the next day it's a reset button. Cause I'm like, man, what did we, we didn't learn anything, you know? And, and, and I'm sure you go through those things, same things, but it's tough. Yeah. Yep. It's uh, well, you know, when you get off, uh, <laughs> it's a humbling sport. That's for sure. Um, well, I got to say, uh, and I don't know if you've ever seen this and I don't read the internet or don't, don't do the internet much. It's just people call me and tell me about it. You know, Sarah's on there a little bit, and she she seen something the other day, and I got to tell you because I don't know if you if you're on the internet if you see these things or not, but I don't remember who it was or whatever. But Paul, actually, after I got on and and went and read it all that Sarah was telling me about that that uh, Paul shut them down pretty good, but man, they were really ragging on uh, me and you and and Jay, you know, of, of why are we even out there and this that and the other, and and uh, you know, it's pretty easy to sit behind a, a computer and type that in or whatever, however you want to do it. You know, we're all competitors and we still want to win. Yeah, it's tough for us to win. We haven't won lately, but uh, I didn't feel like I could win. I don't think I'd want to be out there. But did you did you ever see that stuff on the Internet there? No, man, I don't. I hardly get on the Internet too much. Um, you know, people tell me stuff here and there, but, uh, you know, I, I hardly hardly get on too much. Uh, too much, no, I don't would say anymore, but uh, I never really was on it too much anyways um you know I'm, I'm fortunate enough i got enough uh people around me to kind of keep me know what's going on with stuff uh keep me up to date with stuff and i got some uh you know pretty good fans and friends that come to the racetrack and uh you know seem to keep me updated and everything i need to be up that really needs to care about so uh oh yeah it's just crazy i didn't know if you had if you had heard that or whatever but yeah it was pretty there's a pretty decent post on there it was ragging on us pretty but pretty good but uh like I said, it's pretty easy to do from the other side of that that computer screen, you know. Yeah, it always is. Uh, and, you know, that's uh, that's just part of the part of the fandom. There, you have uh, you have people people on your side and people against you, and uh, it's just it's just the way it goes. Uh, I know when I first started racing with Outlaws, we you know a little different situation now, and having gone through the growing pains a little more later on, like it was almost flipped a little bit for me. I learned how to race early, but you know, and then had had stuff working good and now uh i felt like i've had a, had a little bit of racing and uh you know just learning the other side of it sometimes you don't know everybody's situation sometimes it's uh it's definitely a grind and uh makes me respect uh the danny smiths and the, you know the people that have given their lives to, to racing you know sammy my dad you know those guys that have made a living doing it and, and still doing it a lot of them it's um you know it definitely makes me um it definitely tips my hat to him a little bit more. For sure. 
you know, saying that, being that, saying that or whatever, didn't do my due diligence very well here. But what year was it when you won the nationals? 2005. <laughs> yeah, um, 2005. Yeah, 2005. Um, well, you know, uh, you know, you go, going back to what they say, you know, that's been 15 years ago. You won the Knox, you know, the Knoxville Nationals, and I'm sure there's never ever going to be another race that uh, you know ever will compare to that race. But I remember, uh, you know, your dad being in victory lane with you or whatever, and that had to be pretty special because I raced with my dad, you know, and. And I'm sure that you get a lot of, I'm just going to say it, bullshit of being the king's son. But, you know, when when, when you're able to go and win the Knoxville National, uh, that kind of had to make your own mark in the sport for sure, I believe. Which... Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely something that um, you know, I always treasure. Um, you know, having... Having been, you know, I've always been Steve Kinsey's son, and you know, in the racing deal, it's uh, I've always took it as uh, expectations. There was always a lot of pressure there, but uh, you know, at the same time, I was fortunate enough to get in good cars and uh, you know have a nice stepping stone, and uh, kind of knew what I was getting myself into, and having good help all around there with my grandpa, with my uncle Randy. Um, you know, and the whole family, all the all the guys working on the cars, you know, top of the line guys, sprint cars when I was just starting out was um you know, was a benefit and the benefits definitely outweighed all the all the pressure and anything else like that that came to it. And I, you know, I always had it in my career so uh you know, I got I got used to it. Well you can all, you can definitely always hold your head up for that because uh there's only a handful of guys that can say they've won that Knoxville National. So uh, you know, you can't ever let anybody hang, get, you know, get down on you about that for sure. But not many people know, you know, way back when, I don't remember exactly the year, somewhere around 2000, you know, that's how kind of where I met you and running the, running the gum out series and, uh, going up and down the road. And, and, uh, so we've kind of had a long, pretty long friendship, you know, uh, we're not always the closest or whatever. Like I said, we don't talk daily or nothing like that, but anytime we're at the track, we seem to always get together and visit. And, uh, you know, that's, that's pretty cool to me. And, and just like growing up, you know, just like, when I grew up racing, before you even started racing, I mean, you're way younger than me. I idolized Steve Kinzer. That was my idol. And I don't know if you'll ever remember the day at the Knoxville National. Yeah, I had one hell of a race. I had a battle. Yeah, I remember. And, uh, you know, so as a racer to get to do those things and be, you know, in competition with your, you know, hero growing up, I guess you could say, is pretty cool. But, and I'm sure, you know, growing up in the in the Kinzer family, and, you know, I'm sure those, you know, your grandpa was your hero. But did you ever have a, a racing hero other than a Kinzer? Oh, I mean, uh, I had quite a few actually, you know, um, you know, being as fortunate as I was to go around and watch a lot of racing and, you know, I grew up around a lot of them. And then, uh, you know, I, I was, I, you know, I was fans of a lot of them. I don't, I don't, I don't really, I mean, uh, the few that really stick in my mind, like I, for some reason, I was a Bobby Allen fan. Like, love Bobby. Well, Bobby was like, when I was a kid, he'd come up and do some magic tricks to me and always talk to me. And, you know, it's, I always liked saying hi to Bobby when he was around for, you know. And then, you know, this this just through the years, there was always a lot of them. And I was always fortunate enough to be, uh, to be around them. And, um, but, you know, I hadn't, I had a good, good guys to idolize, uh, just, you know, very close to me too, with my grandpa, with my uncle Randy, you know, Kelly, Mark, 
you know, there was there was a lot of them around there that um, racing wise that I, I was pretty spoiled when it came to that because there was a lot of good race car drivers that were really close to me that uh, would stop and say hi to me and talk to me and uh, you know I always I always remember always remember that and I always uh, this day when I see some of them around the racetrack or see them there I say hi uh, you know always try and um, you know tell them how much. Uh, how impressionable how, uh, I was when I was a kid, and how much appreciative I am now that uh, they took the time to say hi and uh, you know just hang out. And that's what it's about, too, Craig. You know that. You know when the kids come down, you know uh, that's that's a big part of it. I remember going as a kid, going in the pit area, and you know uh, just locally here there was a there was a racer called his name was Dutch Prestige, and they called him the Flying Dutchman, and he had an orange car number seven, and it was just my favorite car here local, and. I'd get to go in the pits when I was a kid, and, you know, he'd let me sit in the car. So right away, he was my favorite because he let me sit in the car. And, you know, there's, a there, you know, people, there's not a lot of that this year because of the COVID stuff. But, you know, those are the things that really uh, stand out. And I know you do a lot of that also. So, you know, I know growing up in the sport with yourself, you know, seeing all those guys and, and knowing them all and, and that and the other were, uh, you know, that's, that's pretty cool that you had so many people close to you that could idolize. That's pretty cool. Yeah, um, I mean that's that's a nice thing about our sport. Um, any fans can come down there, any, you know, other than this year. But uh, you know, just how accessible we are after races. Sometimes we're not in the best of moods. You know, do our part some days, and you know, especially on the two-day show, we don't have too far to drive. You know, we a lot of us normally hang out around the pit area. Sometimes we don't. But um, I think that's something around um, around the racing. Like especially when I was a kid, it might it might have been different then. But the way I saw them there, we were always in the pit areas after the races. You know, there were always fans coming up. You know, we sold at that point they still still sold T-shirts out of the trailers. So I mean, that's you waited there for the crowd to come down and sold T-shirts and you know talked with fans and you know it was definitely more hands-on when I was a kid. You know, it, it definitely passed on to me. Um, you know, I really enjoy talking to fans. I'm a pretty shy and quiet guy. My everyday deal, but. When they get around the race cars and uh, you know see the fans and they got questions and uh, that's something that I something that they're interested in something that I enjoy and love so much uh, you know it definitely always is uh, pretty smile on my face and I don't mind um, you know don't mind doing it at all um, that's for sure uh, just passing maybe a little knowledge on saying hi to some kids and maybe uh, trying to make some fans. Uh, for the sport. Yeah, we definitely need all the new fans we can get. But this uh something I've learned being out with the outlaws, you know, uh the crowds are it's it's crazy to me that we don't even need a support series, you know, to have a race and that's something I've learned, you know, we get out there at ten o'clock at night and that's pretty good for me because I'm an old guy or whatever. But uh hey, with that being said, what's in the future for Craig in two thousand twenty one? Are we back on the tour? What are we doing? I mean that's that's the goal. Um you know, I, I hope to be doing, you know, sprint car racing until it doesn't make sense to me uh, totally. Um, you know, I obviously want to get quicker. Um, so that, that's our biggest goal right now is just to, to get quicker, to um, be more. We know we're going to have a little downsides or uh, slow times in our racing uh, racing year. We just, um, I just want to be able to be more consistent and consistently you know, running up front, and right now um seems like at the back half when we get qualified good, we just need to keep concentrating and working on getting our car better, getting through heat races and getting somewhat close to the dashes and, uh, you know, to the upper half of the field is, uh right now is just, it's just, it's 
we got to have a lot of things go our way to to have a good chance at a dash. And right now, I want to get to that point where we're more stably getting into shows and you know starting mid 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 pack to upper half of the the races and uh, you know having those top tens and uh, you know working our way to get better, more consistent. That's um, that's pretty well what we're going to look at. Just trying to get trying to get better. Right. Well, you know, and it's tough. I mean, it, the qualifying thing. I've said this all year long on this podcast. It's you don't get qualified good you're just kind of stuck for the rest of the night because these cars are so equal anymore and and the guys that are on their game you know the best with we've got their cars rolling the best and, and you know the driver's confident and and driving well you know you're not just going to drive by those guys you know and that was uh part of the issue that i was having i thought early in the year i thought i was just overdriving the car just because i was trying too hard when you get behind the eight ball and i know earlier in the year i think you guys seem to be qualifying better and racing better and, and then kind of through the middle you kind of struggled there a little bit but uh don't you agree that that it's all about qualifying but the cars are so equal anymore it's just really hard to make up that you know tenth or two i mean it, it is i mean you you obviously right now you want to get qualified better and just have a chance to i mean we we do the qualifying here you put your, your you put your best foot forward and now they're the, can you come back from a back qualifying? Yeah, I mean, you can, especially if your car's rolling good and, you know, if, you know, if, if you're competitive night in and night out, you can come back from back qualifying here and there. But you still got to have luck. I mean, like, you got to have luck. You got to have the car there to uh, to come back from it, but you can come back from it. Uh, right now, when you're not rolling as well as you look like you're not as quick as uh, some other guys, it definitely makes it harder. So, um that's the point where we're at, and we're just always trying to get to that point where it's, you know, wanting to keep them behind us rather than having to maybe pass three or four cars in a heat race because it's just, like you said, it's just not that easy to do anymore. It's definitely not. And, I, I mean, you know, being run, racing 360s, you know, for the last 15 years or so that I've been doing it, it seemed to, you know, I'm not saying these those guys were easy to pass, but just, it just seems like, you know, the, the reason the outlaws are out there is the, the best there is. And, and uh, you know, it's just tougher to pass, I think. And if you get qualified bad and you're sitting behind, if I'm sitting behind the group of, you know, I, I've said this over and over every week, like we qualified and we started fifth at Kokomo in the heat race. I still think that's not good enough. You know, those first two rows mean everything. And, uh, you know, that's, that's, my, that's my goal right now, just to get qualified in the first two rows of a heat race just to give myself a shot to make the show, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's no different. A lot of, you know, I was the same Kokomo race. I started third in the heat race and barely slipped in through my, my heat race. Uh, a lot of that has to do with, you know, heat race being that, that, that tough. Uh, you know, maybe the first start, you know, you just, you never know. You get a bad start and all of a sudden you're, instead of having a chance of the dash, you're all of a sudden not worried about, oh my goodness, you know, <laughs> I still got somebody behind me. It's it's coming, you know. You know who's in your races. You know what. You know who's still behind you. So all of a sudden you start guarding, just trying to make the show. So uh, you know it's definitely you, you just you gotta have things go your way. You gotta have your car rolling good so you can get through that first turn. You know, up to speed and and hard, and uh, you know you can't you can't leave those inches there like you used to be able to. To just all right, we're gonna get through this first turn and go racing. After that, you gotta be racing from the moment you hit that gas pedal. Like, you got to be taking as much as you can to try and get up there because if you're not that guy next to you or that guy behind you, he's going to be right there taking it. 
That's right. Hey, That's cutthroat right now. There's, yeah, for sure, definitely cutthroat. Uh, you know, there's not a lot of teams, and I, I don't want to keep you all day, but something I, that, that I want to touch on there, you guys are the only team that's out there that you guys still do your own motors. Um, I mean, that's, that's pretty impressive. I mean, I know back in the day with your dad, Carl, and and, and uh, those guys did the motors, but you guys are the only one that I know of that's out here that still do, that you guys still do your own motors in house. Am I am I correct? Yeah, I mean, we I mean we get we get help from uh, you know from Galen Fine. You know, we get knowledge help when we need help uh, with other stuff. But as far as doing the motors, uh, my uncle Randy does pretty well all of it anymore um well it has to do with because the years we've been running we've just got a lot of parts around here um easy to do uh you know we just um you know we still do it we're kind of out of that learning point right now we're just trying to get stuff that we know is going to stay together point and put out decent power um but you know it's it's a double-edged sword when you do it like when um there's a lot of good engine manufacturers right now, um, and there always really has been. But you know, there's quite a few of them right now that got <laughs> have got it down really good, and uh, you know, it's hard to compete with them, especially when you're doing your own engines. You might not have the you know the means to play around a little bit more than what you know maybe one of the guys. You know, one of the manufacturers got a guy that wants to try this and wants to try that. You know, and then you learn knowledge yeah. through that, and got to do it ourselves. Yeah, when they got twenty and thirty customers, you know, they're able to, uh, you know, learn a lot more because there's twenty or thirty of them that are, exper- you know, everything's an experiment. You know that, and then uh, that's how they gain the knowledge. And with, with you guys, just one team, and you know, I don't know how many motors you have, but it it has to be tough. But I just wanted to bring that up to the listeners because I. I doubt, you know, that they knew that you guys did all your stuff in-house, so. Yeah, I mean, we do. We're still set up like a like an older-type race team, you know, I and mean, that's what they all used to do. They all used to, you know, if they had motor issues down the when they were off racing, you know, the oil pans came off, you know, the heads came off, and, you know, you fixed it. Um, anymore, you know, you, you bolt a new one in there or another one in there and uh, go to town, uh you know, and try and uh, deal with it when you get back home and get it in the manufacturers. And uh, that's, like I said, it's just talking about a lot, a lot of good, a lot of good engine guys right now, and uh, a lot of guys know what they're doing. Um, you know, it's um, every aspect of this sport can be can be pretty tough and pretty humbling. But uh, you know, it's fortunate enough we're we're pretty well family team still. Um, yeah. I can remember. I remember back in the day, back in the day, the slick fifty days. Uh, your dad and Carl, you know, he, uh, I'll never forget it. We're at the, I think we're at the Holiday Inn there in Phoenix, and I looked out the window, and Carl's got the car rolled up on its side, laying on a left rear tire, and got the oil panned off, right there in the motel parking lot, you know. And you don't see that anymore, of course, but, uh, but I just, you know, I, I, it's just the way that everything has evolved, but. Pretty crazy that, you know, some of the memories that I have are a lot of watching that 11 car and, and now watching 11K and you and Mikey. And, hey, you got to bring up Cash, too. You know, he he's part of that deal. You know, he was over – he was out there this summer a little bit. And uh, I bet not a lot of guys think or even know that you got a son. But uh, you know, speaking of that, we were talking about that earlier. You know, I was trying to drag it out of you. You wouldn't really tell me. You know, I was – I was hoping that when I said my favorite growing up was Steve Kinzer, that you might have said Sammy or something. But 
But uh, like my daughter, you know, back racing the 360 stuff, my oldest daughter, she, her favorite was Gary Wright, and he was like the guy I had to beat every night. So what about Cash? He's got a favorite? Yeah, he likes everybody. He, um, yeah, it depends. He gets in the deals. Obviously, he's uh, just from us traveling around with Sheldon. He, uh, he, he always asks about Sheldon quite a bit. Um, you know, but, you know, he doesn't seem to – he doesn't seem to have too many he dislikes. I know that. Uh when he does when he does once he's there with me all summer long, uh, hanging out and you know. Other nights he'll be off gun gun home on it and other nights he'll take a night or two off, you know. Uh right. kind of yep. sit sit back. But uh it's the way he goes. He's uh he's my buddy. We for the for the summertime he travels with me and Mikey pretty well all the time and um you know, stay home with grandma and grandpa a little bit and do the summer, but uh he enjoys it. Um, you know, he always traveled with Wilson, he always was with Greg Wilson, uh but you know, he's I, yeah, I've never I don't think I ever heard him ever against anybody. Um well, I, and, you know, I'm kinda happy about that. But uh, you know, he's definitely um he's got a he's got a lot of a lot of them that come come there and uh he's, he actually surprised me every once in a while because uh somebody else will join new and uh i won't even say anything his first nights normally he's right on it's like oh who's this guy where's he from you know and other nights he could care less it seems like but uh you know he's, he's my buddy he's enjoying having him around that's for sure he's a kid that's how it goes same way with my kids one day she's all in the next day she's like i'm just I'm not even coming out of the lounge tonight. I'm just going to watch TV. Because, you know, I got my daughter all, all summer also. You know about all that. But, hey, Craig, I want to thank you for coming on. Uh, we could take and talk and talk and talk and talk for hours. But uh, I don't know how much more these guys want to hear us ramble on about all this. But, hey, can't wait to see you this weekend. Uh, can't wait till Saturday night when the checker flag falls. Hopefully we're both up front and run well and, Maybe we'll just have us a, a, a vodka there after the race is rolled dad. How about that? Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely. Hopefully, get a get a smile on her face heading into the winter. Uh, something to look forward to and uh, to work at a little bit. A uh, little little positivity heading into the off season is always uh, always a plus. That's for sure. That's for sure. Well, hey, man, thank you for being on, and we will see you this weekend. No worries. Thanks for having me. Okay, guys, we're back. Well, you know, with Craig, uh, he he's a little tough to talk to. He's so quiet anyway, you know, at the track. And just, you know, when you get him off just you and you and him on one-on-one, he just opens up. But he's a pretty shy guy. He even said that in his interview there. But him and Mikey, uh, they had a, a lot of the same locations with them. He's kind of pointing me in the right directions a few places, especially over in Pennsylvania because it had been so many years since I traveled that far in that area. So he gave us a couple of good ideas for restaurants and motels. and Yeah, it's always good to have somebody when you're traveling, too. It seems like you guys get hooked up more often than not. It's just nice to have someone else near. Yeah, you know, we always bounce ideas off each other, and those guys are always really good to me in certain things. I'm sure they don't give everything, but uh, no, it's cool to have him on and, and uh, hope you guys enjoyed that. We've been trying to do that for a while. It's just with our schedules and stuff. And the next thing you know, I forget. And Sarah gets on to me. Did you get that interview with Craig? And like, <laughs> Well, uh, I can mark him off the list. But now I have a many more for you. So Many more. And it's almost off season. So we'll have plenty of opportunities for other interviews. Well, you know, you can shoot them an email and say, hey, we want to have you on. You know how to interview them probably better than me. 
Yes, sir. I'm well aware. Okay. <laughs> but guess what? This isn't Wednesdays with Sarah. It's but it should be. Way. But it should be. You're the one that started this. <laughs> Whatever. Well, hey, let's take a break and come back and see what you got for question of the week. Outlaw Racing Wings is a proud supporter of the Wednesdays with Wayne podcast. Outlaw Racing Wings build wings for sprint cars and micro and junior sprints, as well as for all types of wing karting. Champion drivers like Christopher Bell, Wayne Johnson, and Brad Sweet all trust Outlaw Racing Wings for the extra speed needed in today's open wheel racing. Visit outlawwings.com or the Outlaw Racing Wings page on Facebook and Twitter. Choose the wings the champions choose. Choose Outlaw. Choose Outlaw. Okay, it's question of the week time. Are you ready? I don't know. What about this question of the okay, week? Okay, okay. Our buddy Robert Lenz. It's been a minute. He messaged us this week, and he was asking about if a track is really heavy, would you run a top wing without a wicker bill? There's more to the question. When do you decide to run either a one-inch or two-inch wicker, and would you ever... Um, just raise the wing instead of using a wicker bill. You have can't even read your own handwriting. No, it's the story of my life. <laughs> uh, Robert, that's a good question. Uh, you know, there's yes to for the first part of that. Yes, we would definitely run a uh, no wicker a, bill. A wing without a wicker bill. Uh, we've done that multiple times early in the night when we want to make a lot of speed and there's no cars out there with us, especially like qualifying. The biggest issue without the wicker bill is, you know, that wicker bill really plants the back of that car. We actually have a wicker bill in the nose wing also, and it drives the car in the ground and makes it really easy to drive in traffic. I shouldn't say easy to drive because that's the wrong word to say, but it actually just takes uh, a lot of the movement out of the car, and, the, and those wickers will actually try to drive the, the spring the spring rates in the torsion bars into the ground and help the car, makes the car really stable. Uh, but it helps more behind other cars in dirty air. So uh, that's why we run the wicker bills for the most part. Uh, downforce, we do we do tip the wings up. Uh, and, you know, we, not only do we not have one, we don't just have one inch. We have, you know, there's we have multiple choices. Now, we, we uh, with Outlaw Wings, we have anywhere from a half inch, to one inch to inch and a half and two inch and and we do have some quarters in there too but uh and it just really depends on like I've, I've said this over and over and over there's really no science we're just all guessing and trying to be the best guessers but we'd go to the two inch worker bill when it's really slick and uh, just about any time that we go to a two inch worker bill in the front we go to our to the in the back we we go to a two inch worker bill in the front also and it's just a balance thing. You would think we'd be trying to put the bigger wicker bill and take the one off the front to uh, get, you know, traction to the rear tires. But the way these cars drive anymore, it's, you know, it's about getting grip in all four tires. Uh, we definitely want more rear percentage, but you can put a big old wicker bill on the back of that thing, and then you get the wing back on the car and get the nose really, really light. Well, then it's almost undrivable. And I'm sure you guys, as race fans, have seen a car lose a nose wing and it comes it, it ends up almost you know undrivable right so it's a balance yeah you know and there's very very uh, a lot of, of variables on when why how but to answer your question is definitely we have run without wickers 
for qualifying, especially when the racetrack was heavy. For the most part, as the racetrack gets slick, we try to add wicker bills and depends on, and it's just a guess. We just try to figure out what's best for us and our balance and something we've really worked on this year is balance, which we haven't been very good with our balance, but I think we're learning a few things here, but that's kind of the logist of, of, uh, of your wicker bill question. Okay. Good question. Did you, did you learn anything there? I did. Awesome. See, every, every episode I'm learning something new. Just never know. The light came on. Still can't read my handwriting, but it's okay. See, I should have been a doctor. That's it. That's what I should be. Okay. Mm. I'm scared of that. You want my question? You don't have a choice. So just oh. say, okay. It's <laughs> a really easy one this week. What is your current cell phone wallpaper? My current cell phone? I had to look. I think I've only known you to have that one uh, cell phone wallpaper. It's a picture of the white. 77X car from maybe six or seven, eight years ago. I guess that's been on there that long. I really don't remember. I don't change. That's the only wallpaper I've ever seen on your phone. Well, that's really cool wallpaper, I guess. I don't know. I just uh, never have thought about it. Can't give the two C car no love. Never really thought about it, to be honest with you. You know I change mine out all the time. I think it's a girl thing. It must be because, uh, I don't know, what's wrong with that one? Nothing. I was just curious. I thought people might want to know what you like to look at. Uh, that's been on there. Really. I like that you had to look, even though it's been there for <laughs> at least like four or five years that I know of. Well, I don't know. Just creature of habit or don't. And really... you've had multiple phones since then. Although this would be a, a more fun question. What version iOS do you have on your phone? One, What's three. That? What is that? Updating your phone. It updated last night. What? Oh, no. It oh, didn't. yeah. It's got some weird stuff on there. You're going to have to show Oh, me. you. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Welcome. Welcome to 2020. It, it, I, I don't even know how it did it. I didn't tell it to. I didn't I didn't do it. I'm All out. I know it probably I, just got sick of you not messing with it. It's way better this way. I woke up this morning and it said you have updates and then I had to go through the whole spiel of my, yeah, whatever. One time, like two or three years ago, he had not updated his phone and I don't know how long. And I did the worst thing ever and updated his phone and it deleted his contacts because he had never backed him up to anything and he still hasn't forgiven me but i didn't do that so we're good i lost some of the best phone numbers that i've ever had on my phone and And they probably don't even work anymore you didn't lose anything it's no big deal you know speaking of that you know whose phone number i lost in that since we have him on the craig's no steve's steve's well you just talked to craig so i'm pretty sure he can give you yeah i know that but you know what it's just not the same i've amassed some fun phone steve numbers gave, steve gave me are, his phone number and then you don't years ago anymore. and then you deleted well, he probably it. changed his phone number nah he didn't yeah yeah okay yeah. that's all i had that was my question well guys our goofy uh cell phone questions and and uh you know the wicker bill question that was not crazy that was a great question and uh i'm sure sarah's probably send you something she's already sent i've got you. new stuff so i'll send you some new stuff well awesome i don't know what she's gonna send you oh i forgot we we have new hat pins yes don't be hating hey we were hey, speaking of that something we're gonna talk about just for a second before we let you go into your spill okay we were like cave people this week this last week we were without power for 48 hours i know it was rough actually you saved us with the generator so that was nice but it wasn't my favorite 48 hours. Guys, I'm if anything that I'm horrible with, and that's electrical stuff, I'm not good with wiring 
and you're not an electrician no i'm definitely not an electrician so it's where you pay people i have w one thing to add from our weekend shenanigans i posted on the uh wayne johnson racing page our halloween costumes oh i forgot about that <laughs> yeah we're, we, we were the costume contest winners and yep. he's a good sport so we went as wayne's world and he was wayne of course and i was garth and it was just the best time ever what do we win fifty dollars whoa yeah we just went down to our little local pub down here we didn't even know that they were having a costume party but we had about uh i don't know 10 couples of friends that were meeting us there and just gonna hang out for a little while for for uh halloween, halloween and dress yeah. up and lo and behold we get there and there was a halloween party and we it won. was halloween you nerd yeah i know but i didn't know it was a costume <laughs> they didn't advertise that there was a costume party that i knew of Maybe they just decided all of a sudden they wanted to have a contest. Everyone there was dressed up. So You're going to dress up anyway. Well, that was cool. We ended up winning. Yeah, it was a good time. I really enjoyed it. I've already got lots of ideas for next year's Halloween. Well, I can tell off on one more thing. And <laughs> she's not going to ever post it to... And you're not either. I hope it deleted out of your phone. <laughs> but Sarah might have had a couple cocktails too many and uh, <laughs> got up and karaoke. <sighs> It was a good time. So did you. I've got, I've I got your karaoke. All, I karaoke all the time. Okay, guys. Remember that. He karaoke's all the time. All right. See, I'm not dumb enough to post his because then he can post mine. So <laughs> we're safe. Deal. Right. Okay, guys. Quick break and we'll be right back. High Side Racewear has grown to become a major brand in racing apparel. Whether you're looking for high-quality custom Nomax race suits or embroidered hats, High Side Racewear has everything your team needs for safety and success. Highside Racewear offers custom race suits, gloves, shoes, dye sublimated team apparel, and top quality embroidered hats, jackets, and shirts. Before you buy from anyone else, check out the Highside Racewear Facebook page or email highsideracewear at gmail.com for more information. Okay, guys, we're back. Man, episode 40, that seems like a lot. Seems like we've been doing this for... It is a lot, and sometimes I can't remember what we've talked about already. I have notes, but man, we've talked about a lot of things. Well, and we've rambled a lot, and guess what? It's off-season. It's very soon, so you're going to get a lot more rambling. Well, truck's leaving tomorrow, headed to Charlotte. We haven't talked about that, so just a Last race. quick uh, update there. You know, they're doing the late models on uh, Wednesday and Thursday, and the sprint cars on Friday and Saturday. The weather looks great. Uh, tune in to Dirt Vision because I think there's only 1,200 spectators allowed, and I'm pretty sure it's probably already sold out, but... Uh, Looking forward to going. Charlotte's uh, always fun to go. I like going to Charlotte. Uh, normally the weather's a little crappier, but it looks like it's going to cooperate. Be really Don't get my hopes up. Be really nice this year. And, uh, you know, I hate to say it, but the crowd might not be quite as bad. So, you know, maybe we could actually get somewhere we could actually spectate ourselves a little bit. Because oh, true. Normally there's so many people there you don't even get to really watch. So, Well, that, that's, that'll be a bright side, I guess. No, we'll yeah, have the place always, to ourselves. Always want to see you guys at the track, though. Okay, we've got reviews. We're still at 67. This is the first week in like 10 weeks we have not gone up in reviews. But it's okay, you guys. Yeah, it was a crazy week. It was a crazy week. I'll give it to you. So leave me some more reviews. I've got one from John Myers 99. He said, I learned about this podcast from the Dirt Track Dirt Tracker podcast. Listened to a couple of previous episodes, and the point of view from the driver's side is pretty interesting. John, thank you so much for that review. And if you all will continue to go rate, review, subscribe, you know you can just log in, go to your Apple podcast, find Wednesdays with Wayne, and you just click five stars. It's that simple. Five, oh, now you're asking them to give you five stars even. Well, 
if you like me, give me five stars. If you don't like me, you can give me one star. It's okay. We haven't had a bad review yet. You could be the first. Look, guys, go leave a review. You could be the worst. You could be the bad one. It's okay. Okay, well, whatever. So, that's all I've got there. And as always, you can follow along social media, Facebook, Instagram, Wayne Johnson Racing. You can email us at waynejohnsonracing at yahoo.com. You can call us on the voicemail line. We haven't had one of those recently. So, you guys, give us a call, 405-362-0620. You can call and give us a question of the week. You can just call and say hi, you know, whatever. And what's my last thing? Oh, don't forget to visit the website, waynejohnson2c.com. I haven't even I haven't even checked that out yet. Imagine that. I need to check that out. So, well, guys, till next week, keep listening. This has been the Wednesdays with Wayne podcast. We thank you for joining us and ask you to tune in every Wednesday for a new episode. Until then, we'll see you at the tracks. <laughs>